Welcome to Talk More Talk, a solo Beatles video cast uh, where we talk about all things solo as well as, and, you know, the Beatles once in a while comes, uh, comes into play. Um, we have a very full show tonight, uh, so we want to uh, get to uh, things as soon as possible. We're, it's going to be kind of a Ringo-Rama show tonight, I guess you could say. Um, we are going to be talking about the All-Star Band, uh, the lineups we like best and people that we'd like to see um, perform in the band. And uh, we want all of you to join in the discussion, as always. You guys are a big big part of the show. So before we get to that, my name is Kid O'Toole. I am the author of Songs We Were Singing, Guided Tours to the Beatles' Lesser Known Tracks, as well as Michael Jackson FAQ, All That's Left to Know About the King of Pop, and I also write the Deep Beatles column for Something Else Reviews. Let me bring on my esteemed co-hosts and good friends. Uh, to the left, we have uh, someone we all know very, very well. He is the host of the syndicated show, Every Little Thing, and uh, we're he plans some does some wonderful shows where he kind of groups songs into different themes. It's it's a lot of fun, uh, and he is also the co-host of the very popular podcast "Things We Said Today." You know him, you love him, Ken Michaels. Hi, Ken. Hi, Kit. Hi, Beetle Peoples. <laughs> good to and, be here. Yeah, good. Good to see you. You look tan, actually. <laughs> I don't know why. Yeah, you do. You look tan. I looking haven't been good. outside much. I don't know wow, what's, what's yeah. yeah. But yeah, you look look tan. And uh and last but most certainly not least, you know him from YouTube, from his popular channel, Mean Mr. Mayo, where he goes uh talks about his adventures and collecting and music in general and some comedy thrown in there. Uh you also know him and you also love him. Mean Mr. Mayo, but we call him Joe. Hi Joe. <laughs> Hi, how you doing, Kit? Hello, Ken, and uh, everybody. What's my name? <laughs> I hear anybody out there? No. <laughs> Just in case anybody forgot. Now, okay, before, uh, listen. Oh, good. Uh, yep, Kit, before we go on, uh, I want to no. tell you. You know, usually I just need a drink here. Uh, you know, on my channel, I'm known for my trademark green cup. Yes. But I thought uh, I'd start uh, using this cup here. If that oh. looks at all familiar to you at all, I mean, I don't know. I think it was a gift from you. I hope I got the right one. Yeah, I don't I have did. that many of them. Yep, so. yep. It's a oh. Turks and Caicos mug. So yep. yeah, that's it right there. <laughs> that's <laughs> so, right. That's right. Makes now, its debut. 
Yep, thank you. I'm Very glad. Nice. Drink in good health. Absolutely. <laughs> um, before we get to everything, I just want to mention, yes, there are three of us tonight, although there may be four at one point, um, because uh, uh, Ken uh, Womack was uh, not able to join us. He's really busy with beginning of school year stuff. But uh, Tom Hanyati... You know, he's got some lame excuse. You know, he's seeing some guy Ringo in concert tonight. I mean, come on. I mean, give me a break. No, <laughs> no, he really is. He's seeing uh, Ringo tonight in Phoenix. Right. And if he can, uh, he will join us. He's going to try to join us remotely, depending on connections. So we may have a, a cameo appearance from Tom. And, of course, he'll give us the full lowdown on the concert in the next episode. So... Okay. All right, that was a lot to cover. So, let's begin as we always do with the news. So, Ken, what have you got for us? Okay, kind of ironic that this show is almost entirely about Ringo because Ringo is in the news today. Um, word leaking out today. Uh, this came from Beetle Fan, and I must stress these are unconfirmed reports. Is that Ringo's new album uh, will be coming out October twenty fifth? With a possible title, you're going to love this. Oh, boy. What's my name? (laughs) You're kidding. That's great. I love it. (laughs) I love that. Of course, he says that at every single concert to get a response from the crowd. (laughs) You know, it makes perfect Uh, sense. Yeah. If it is true. It's it's a fun title. I I thought you were going to say it was something about love again, which is, you know, love is great, but uh, no no more, Ringo. More more peace and love. (laughs) <laughs> uh, oh, I hope it's true. <laughs> this um this new album is said to have appearances from Paul McCartney, Steve Lukather, Dave Stewart, Colin Hay, and Joe Walsh at International Beatles Week in Liverpool. Jack Douglas was there and he said that he produced a lead-off single and that it has Paul and Ringo sharing lead vocals. Mm. And wow. Douglas said it was sensational. Uh, there's an unconfirmed track listing for the song titles, and they are Got to Get Up to Get Down, which, if you remember, Ringo was talking about that with Howard Stern, and I think that was a song that he wrote with Joe Walsh. So that's Got to Get Up to Get Down. It's Not Love That You Want is another one. Mm-hmm. Now, here's the big shocker when I saw this. Grow old with me. Really? Yeah. So I'm thinking, is this John's song? We don't know for a fact. And if that's the song that maybe Ringo and Paul are doing together, could be really interesting. It's such a beautiful song. Yeah. It it should be a classic today. We all know that, you know. John wanted it to be a, a wedding song for many people. It was one of my wedding songs, as a matter of fact. Hmm. And if it is true that that's the song, you know, that would be really something. And it's going to be hard to catalog for the Beatles fans from now on, which one's which, but uh, I'm all for it. Yeah. Yeah, really, I'd love to hear that. Um, Also, there's a song called Magic. There's one called Money. One Mm. called Better Days. One Mm. called Life is Good, which is funny because Joe Walsh has one, Life's Been Good. Mm. Um, Thank God for Music. One called Send Love, Spread Peace, and then What's My Name? (laughs) There are uh, even rumors that Paul will join Ringo on stage for his last concert from the All-Stars at the Greek Theater in Los Angeles 
That's on September the 1st. It's just a rumor at this point. And Ringo is also trying to get as many former All-Stars to join him for that show. Oh, nice. And, you know, that's so funny when you said one of the titles is Life is Good. This now kind of makes sense. He partnered with um, a clothing company called Life is Good. I wear their stuff. And he has a special T-shirt that I'm, I'm wearing it right now. It's a little hard to see, but uh, that says peace and love on the top and life is good on the bottom. And he signed it. So I'm, uh, and it's to, the, the proceeds go to is that the meditation uh, foundation, which the okay. name of it I'm blanking out on. Maybe that's why he teamed up with them. Cause I was wondering you know, why, I mean, it's great, but why them? Well, if there's a song called life is good, maybe there's, you know, he thought that'd be a fun tie in or something. Wow, I didn't know that. Yeah. Yep. Okay. So. All right. Some uh, special guests who have popped up on stage so far during Ringo's tour include Emmy Lou Harris and Gary Burr. That was at the second of two shows at the famous Ryman Theater in Nashville. And uh, just recently at Pier 17 in New York City, Mark Rivera, who, of course, was the music director for so many tours with Ringo. He was there and Billy Amendola from Modern Drummer Magazine popped up on stage as well. Um, Ringo makes a guest appearance on the new album from country star Rodney Crowell. Ringo drums on the song. You're going to like this title. You're only happy when you're miserable. (laughs) That's a Ringo title if there ever was one, don't you think? Um, It's on Rodney's new album called Texas. Again, Ringo strictly drums on it. Doesn't do any lead vocals. Um, actually, since this is our first show in four weeks with news, so there's a lot to catch up on. But one thing I would have definitely have mentioned on the last show, if we had news, is that uh, the movie that Beatle fans have been paying a lot of attention to uh, is that movie Yesterday, which was just in movie theaters. And it is now coming out uh, digitally on Blu-ray and on DVD. Uh, the first release will actually be on digital HD. That'll be on September the 10th. Uh, also on 4K Ultra HD, Blu-ray and DVD. That's on September the 24th. And uh, the home release is going to boast a ton of bonus material. It has an alternate opening, an alternate ending, 12 deleted scenes that offer a look at what was left on the cutting room floor. Also live performances from the main actor, uh, Himish Patel, playing Yesterday, and I want to hold your hand. That's included in there. Uh, so that's all coming out uh, in September. So if you want to keep track of this busy month of September, of things coming out, you've got Paul McCartney's new children's book, Hey Grand Dude. That's September the 5th. The new documentary, John and Yoko, Above Us Only Sky, on DVD, Blu-ray, and digital. That's September the 13th. Yesterday, uh, those two release dates i gave you september 10th and 24th ringo's second book of photographs which is called another day in the life that comes out september 24th and the abbey road deluxe box set comes out uh september 27th busy busy month of september yeah save your money folks (laughs) although it won't be as costly as last year i think yeah, that uh, that was tough. Uh, we have a question from a viewer here about the Ringo album. It said, is this new album this October year or next? It's this October, correct? This or, October. Yeah, that's yeah. what I thought. Okay. So I want to make sure. 
Yeah. yeah, it wouldn't make sense to right. announce it a year in advance. Yeah, yeah. right. It's kind of right on schedule, isn't it? Ringo's yeah. been kind of doing them almost like every two years. The last yeah. exactly. couple, anyway. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. And uh, when it does come out, it will mark his 20th, 20th studio album. <laughs> That's a lot of music. Wow. Yeah. Okay, Mojo Magazine has just put out a special 50th anniversary uh, commemorative issue for the Beatles' Abbey Road album. Uh, this is for their October issue. This um, extra special package will have a Beatles exclusive. It's a lovingly crafted double-sided Beatles map. One side featuring Beatles sites in Liverpool. The other has Beatles sites in London. There's also an unusual collector's cover featuring artwork from Paul McCartney. And there's a CD of the year's best new music. And so the cover story is all about the 50th anniversary guide to the Beatles' last masterpiece, it's uh, an in- exclusive inside track on Apple's expanded remix new edition. Okay, should be out in stores fairly soon. And uh, let's see what else. Paul was in Amagansett, Long Island last night. He actually went to a concert by Mumford and Sons. And this was a show sponsored by Sirius XM. We didn't get to mention, since our last show with news was a month ago, um, the next remastered album in Paul's archive series is said to be Flaming Pie, not London Town and Back to the Egg, as we've been led to believe. So that'll be coming out before the end of the year. There's no release date for that as of yet. We send out happy birthday wishes to Billy J. Kramer, who on August the 19th turned 76. And yesterday, Elvis Costello turned 65. Happy birthday to both those guys. Absolutely. All right. So. All right. So the yeah, we there there's always that's a great thing about everything that's going on. We'll never run out of topics for this show because <laughs> there's like that's the truth. <laughs> there's stuff coming out all the time. Unreal, unreal. It really yeah. is. It really is unreal. Um, before we get to our our. Re- uh, uh, episode here. Just want to mention, first of all, thank you for all who tuned in to the last uh, episode that was recorded uh, live at the Fest for Beatles fans in Chicago. Um, Ken and I had a great time um, with Mark Lewis, and Mark wanted to, he told us, you know, I want to do something outside the box. And so we came up with the trivia contest, and uh, and it was such fun. And there were, you know, the audience was fantastic. Many Talk More Talk uh, viewers were there, and uh, it it just was a blast. And uh, and what really was cool, you couldn't see it in the video, but there was a 16 year old kid sitting in the front row, and he was nailing virtually every trivia question. Oh, I mean, unbelievable. So. Good that you know younger generations are. are that's what it. I want to hear. That's right. Yeah. Nice, nice guy. Really nice guy. And uh, so at the other uh, highlights, probably the, the biggest one was, of course, the three wingmen. If you went to the New Jersey Fest uh, last spring, you saw them. Uh, they they were back. Uh, Denny Lane, uh, Steve Holly, and Lawrence Juber, and they performed "Back to the Egg" tracks. Talking about "Back to the Egg." Um, if you're you know fan. It's it's such fun. Oh, what a treat! I love that album, and that was a real treat. It really was. And what was really neat this time is Jeremy Clyde was there. 
of uh, Chad and Jeremy. I'm sure everybody knows. But he came out, I think it was the Saturday night, and um, Lawrence Juber accompanied him on guitar, and he sang Julia. Uh, just, Very just nice. him. It was, I, I, I really seriously had a lump in my throat by by the end because he just it was beautiful you know i mean his his voice you know it it sounded you know just a little fragile and but i mean but but it suited the song perfectly i mean Mm -hmm. it was it was just um so moving you know, it really was. And Mark Lewison, of course, was fantastic. He did a couple of presentations. Um, uh, those of you who went to the Monmouth University Conference may have seen this. He did a two-part presentation this time on the making of the White Album. And he went day by day, um, mm-hmm. you know, as to what they were doing as the White Album was being recorded. I mean, it's just incredible. You know, he's he he's a researcher, you know. <laughs> beyond compare i mean that's that's all i can say and and so he did a great job um you know i'd say the crowd was about the same as last year and um you know it was it was just uh just great fun again and again thank you to all who watched and 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 those who were there that that participated and hopefully we'll be doing another live one uh in uh, march next march or april or whenever it is <laughs> i forget when it is um yeah, like <laughs> yep, exactly. So hopefully we'll be doing a you know big group thing or something. We'll we'll see. But uh all right. Nice. Yeah, that'd be fun. Absolutely. All, we, it was oh, fun ahead. watching that uh the the um the talk more talk show with, with you guys and Mark. It, and it some was, of those questions were tough. Yes, they were. And I couldn't believe it. I thought I was kind of in, in a parallel universe when I was running neck and neck with Mark at one point. I couldn't uh-huh. believe it. <laughs> I really, yeah, right? I was just like, and except then when Tom Frangione, and thanks to Tom for joining in the fun, <laughs> when Ken said to Tom, uh, you know, why don't you ask some questions? I thought, crap, I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Because <laughs> he, he, he really gets detailed, and, uh, and he did not disappoint. <laughs> so uh yeah but it, it was re- it was a, a really good time so uh, so as i said hopefully uh next uh, march or april we'll be back with another live episode and you know number of us will be there will be fun so mm. yeah so all right let's get on to our main topic uh which is ringo star and his all-star band now before we talk about the different lineups ken and joe both attended his recent concert in New York, so I thought let's talk a little about a bit about that first. Um, you know how how the show was, how it's differed from other shows. So, Joe, why don't you uh, kick it off? Well, I believe you're referring to Farmingville, New York, where uh, Ken and I got to meet each other after after the show, uh, and um, I really had a great time. And, you know, I'm not somebody who just says that, oh, he's going to say he has a great time every time. I do. (laughs) I love seeing Ringo. But, you know, it's just the weirdest thing. You know, I thought Ringo, he's 79 now, you know, uh, maybe a little bit he's going to slow down or something like that. And, I again, I was amazed at this man doing his jumping jacks, having a great time, (laughs) bouncing around, not missing a beat on the drums. And I thought, I don't know if Kenan spotted it, but maybe he does this all the time. I don't know. But I thought even a couple of times he was amused. He was having a good time. Somebody might have caused him to laugh on the lyrics a couple of times. He let out a couple of 
laughs while he was singing, just having a really fun, good time. And, and, and I said, you know, I I say this every time with Paul too. You know, I say, you know, he's going to be eighty next year, uh, Ringo, and I could see him doing this at eighty. You know, it's only mm-hmm. a year away. Uh, you know, you think maybe they're going to show signs of stopping, but not a chance. I mean, I, I had a great time. The only thing to try to balance it a little bit for me is, you know, the same band members for the most part with a couple of changes uh, mm-hmm. since about 2012. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the things I've always loved about the All-Stars, as everybody does, I'm sure, is that when they mix it up a bit, and you have so many different lineups, which we'll get to uh, over the past 30 years, that's astonishing to me who could ever have conceived mm. you know when Ringo started in 1989 30 years ago it was 1959 give you some perspective how old <laughs> that 30 years <laughs> is I mean that's something uh and I I would say though if, you know if he does a show at 80 and uh hopefully he does I think it's a must that maybe he really try to really bring a lot of new people in but he loves playing with this particular bunch of guys i know that uh he said that and uh, that's probably part of the reason why they're, they're gelling so good and he wants to keep this particular lineup but i mean i love all of them i had a great time everything they sang i love colin hay doing his men at work tunes sure uh you know and uh just about everything you know so i like santana you know uh when, when they do santana songs yeah. and ken Anything to add? (laughs) Well, you know, everything you said, I agree with there. I think part of the fun in following him the last 30 years doing this is seeing the changes in the lineup. But at the same time, there's something about Greg Raleigh and Steve Lukather in this band. You know, they you, you get the impression they are the best of friends and they are so tight in what they play. And, um, no matter, even with the few lineup changes, this never gets old to me. Everybody has a good time. That's the yeah. that's the joy of seeing this show is, first of all, seeing Ringo have a good time, most of all, which is what you want. And this is what his dream has always been, to be in a band with musicians that he respects and to play with them and to play well and to have everything gel. And all of these bands in the last 30 years have done just that. And for some reason, the band that he's had the last seven years, and I know Todd Rundgren left and Richard Page left, but... That band seems to be his favorite. I don't know why. You know, he's worked with so many great musicians. But um, just to see him on stage having a good time, a lot of what he says on stage is shtick that he says at almost every show. And then at the same time, he throws in a few things that's new, that's spontaneous. And that's also a part of the fun. If you go to two shows in a row, you'll notice that. You'll notice he'll say something on stage that he didn't say in the previous show. But um, and also, this is not a band where everything is like, um, you know, like they're playing the same thing every single show. If you listen to what if you listen carefully to what people like Steve Lukather play from show to show, they play different solos. Steve does from from night to night. Greg Bissonette mixes it up. Part of the thrill in seeing this particular lineup for the last seven years. Greg Bissonette is a tremendous drummer. And Greg Bissonette and also Warren Hamm don't get enough credit uh, for all that they do in this band. They're like the unsung heroes. Yeah, they're but really they're, versatile. That's what struck me. I saw last year's All Star yeah. Band, and yeah, they were so versatile. And and you know, there's so many styles they they have to play, and they make it look easy. 
Yeah, usually in all of Ringo's shows, there's always one song or two where he takes a break and he lets the band play. And for all these many years with this band, Greg Raleigh does Black Magic Woman, and man, Greg Bissonette just shines on the drums and he goes all over the place. And it's always interesting to know what he plays on that particular song. But um, you know, also I have to I have to admit that part of the fun in going to these shows is not just how well the band plays, but I spend a lot of time watching the audience reaction. And because of the fact that most of the people who go to Ringo's shows are not like me that are gonna go to every tour. You know, there may be some that have only seen him through maybe three of his tours, for example. They always leave smiling. They always leave happy. Yes, yeah, I, I noticed that. You know, they feel content with what they saw. It was a good show. It usually runs two hours. Almost every single song, hopefully, is a song that people know. Although I have noticed through the years that if, if there's a teenager there that's near me, I, I like to watch their reaction. They know Ringo stuff. They know the Beatles stuff. They might not know Men at Work. <laughs> they might not know average white band music. Uh, they might not know Mr. Mister when Richard Page was, was in the band. But they all seem to know Ringo and they know the Beatles stuff. And um, you know, thankfully for classic rockers, you know, most of them know the Santana songs. Those are classic, and hopefully they know the Toto songs. But um, it's such a joyous experience. And even though, you know, I wish that Ringo would go deeper into his catalog yeah. and play songs that he's never that. done live before, it's still, I leave smiling. You know, it's still a great show overall. It's not just to, to get a history lesson on Ringo Starr's career. You don't go there for that reason. You go to hear songs that are the biggest hits from all these people for the most part. You see the crowd react to it, enjoying it. You see how the band interacts on all these songs you know how they're all having a blast playing each other's songs not just their own and the only time when these musicians do that how often does hamish stewart go out and do a toto song <laughs> on stage or you know um if todd rungren is in the band how often does he do a santana song live it doesn't happen that often but it happens with this kind of a format and uh you know, as we're going to discuss here in, in the last 30 years, there's so many amazing lineups that that man has put together. Some of them on paper don't make sense at all sometimes. But <laughs> yeah. these bands gel. They really do. And, um, you know, that's part of the experience. I, I really enjoyed seeing um, the crowd react to Colin Hay at both yes. of my shows yes. in Bethel and in Farmingville. And in particular, the song Overkill, which was not um, a number one hit for Men at Work here in the States. It was a top ten hit. But um, as soon as the band went into it, I heard the crowd go, oh. <laughs> like they, yeah, I like saw the were, same thing. Yeah. You heard that? Yes, I noticed that. We weren't too far we were, uh, from each other, uh, kind yeah. of on an angle from each other. But, yeah, I noticed the same thing. I mean, uh, I prefer I – I like all those songs that he de that Colin Hay did, but that's my least uh, of the three if I was going to put them in order. But yet everybody <laughs> seemed to love that one. I noticed that too. I made note of it. Yeah, I, in that, fact, uh, yeah, you know, you Part of the magic in seeing these shows is that maybe everybody in the audience wouldn't go to a Colin Hay concert. Or wouldn't go to a Toto concert. But this way they get to hear the music of all these musicians as presented in this format. 
and it really works. And um, yeah. the two hours go by very quickly. And the musicianship yeah, sure. is great. Ringo is very lively on the drums. I'm always watching what he's doing. And, uh, you know, there's a lot of energy that he has that he puts behind the drums. And it's nice to watch him and Greg side by side and to hear what each of them are doing. You know, yeah, Ringo lays down the basic beat and sometimes adds some really interesting fills. And Greg flourishes a lot. On a lot of the songs, but the two of them coordinate things together, and it's it's fun watching that aspect of it too. I could just watch Ringo drum. Yeah. that's all I care <laughs> yes, about. Right, right. <laughs> you know, uh, you know yeah. and, I, and I I was really caught up uh, as I am every time when he does a song like as simple as "I Want to Be Your Man." I mean, me, I'm thinking, wow, he did this in Washington, you know, uh -huh. for example, and, I, and I'm seeing him. He's still doing it. It's almost 2020, almost, and he's. It's like in 1964. The year 2000s were like something out of science fiction fantasy. And now here we are, still drumming in 2019 on I Want to Be Your Man. And I'm watching it, not just watch it on some old television set or something. And I'm just going to sneak this in while I, for, yes, I, I don't forget. I was forget. just about to ask. Yeah. Uh, yeah uh, <laughs> Joe showed this on his channel. Yeah, uh, I didn't buy the yeah. program. And it's How a is it inside? beautiful program. Yeah, well, that, showed this up. Is, yeah, it's an exceptional uh, program. I mean, uh, you know, it's, it's, they did a good job with this one. You know the cover there. Mm -hmm. Give more love. It says album out now, which I suppose it still is. Uh, <laughs> I hope can so. find it. But I mean, without going through the entire thing, uh, well, one thing I did notice uh, it was kind of strange. I think the New York dates were kind of late additions because they list all of the venues and the New York shows are not in there. They go from. Uh, August 1st to the September 1st here, and mm. uh, they go from Philadelphia, the Met in Philadelphia, August 14th, then right to State Farm Center in uh, Illinois on the 20th, which I thought was interesting. But uh, let me show you what Ken said at the beginning was really uh, spot on about Ringo saying how, uh, without reading the whole thing, in 1989, I toured with my first all-star band and how great it is to be here now in 2018, as as it says in the book, with my 13th all-star band. And he says it was his dream, It's and he's still living his dream. And it's like a beautiful little piece there, if I can show you. I know it doesn't oh, yeah. translate too well. Uh, and just a lot of good stuff here. You know, um, good photos for people who like the photos. Um, he talked about Colin Hay. I mean, there's a nice... Uh, yeah, spotlight on Colin Hay, and there's uh, a whole rundown, which is too small really to see, but a list of all the people who've been in past All Star bands. It's a thirtieth celebration, and all the lineups there on the side there. This is really a, a, a nice program. I mean, they're you know, they're always good to have, but I really enjoyed this one in particular. I thought they did a magnificent job on this one. Yeah, it looks beautifully so, designed. Yeah. John, I'll uh, bet you Ringo yeah. had absolutely no idea that when he started this in 1989 that he'd continue doing this, you know, exactly. for so long. And we have to thank David Fishoff for that because he's the one who brought up this whole idea yeah. of yeah. doing an all-star band. Yeah. yeah. And he, he made sure that in that first tour that he packed, you know, the band with a lot of all-stars because, as he has said, he's very <laughs> insecure. So he was surrounded by so many names. Yes. And if you, if you notice through the years, if you watch the first tour or the early ones, a lot of those musicians only get two songs mm -hmm. because there's so many of them. Mm -hmm. And as True. he stripped it down and the, he made them smaller bands, most of the time the musicians get three songs now. 
But actually, Ringo also benefits from that because in the very beginning, he only got like seven songs or so to sing lead to in the very beginning. And now it's more like, I haven't counted, it's probably about 10, 11, maybe 12. Uh, so yeah, I haven't counted them. Uh, I, this is a good time to me to, for me to say, I noticed that he seems very fond of the song Anthem from mm. uh, Ringo yeah. 2012, the album. Yep. And uh, I, I don't mind, I mean, I like the song myself. Uh, but uh, I think he does it mainly because it's a crowd and he's promoting peace and love, you know, that right. kind of thing. Uh, as much as I enjoy it, and in, as Ken said, too, I agree, you know, we want him to go deeper. That's a, now especially a deep song, you know, it's a deep cut. It's not anymore. It's from, it's from an album of uh, seven years ago now or something. But I'm yeah. wondering, he chooses that one, and I'm like, as much as I don't mind hearing it, I'm like, oh, you know. I was. I always think of Snookaroo for some reason. I don't know oh, why okay. that one. I say Snookaroo. Come on, I was almost going to yell it out. You know, I was close enough. Maybe you could have heard me. But I don't know. Uh, we all have our choices. But I know uh, a friend of mine went. My friend Anthony. Everybody knows Anthony from watching my uh, channel. Uh, he he's a Beatles fan. He doesn't know as much of the solo music, but he's really getting to now. And uh, he he was he said, oh, you know, I I, I wish he was going to do Drowning in the Sea of Love. I said, Ringo, uh, Ringo is not going to do Drowning in the Sea. And he said, what about No No Song? And I said, well, well, he's done that before. Yeah. And I am a little surprised he, he leaves that out because being you know his situation of how he's sobered up now. Right. I always thought it felt right whenever he did that in, in the show. Uh, but you can't have everything in the show and the allotted amount of time that he has to do it. I get that. But if every tour he'd put one deep cut in there, something different for the for the hardcore fans, it would be nice. Yeah. Where Anthem is concerned, I think it's a song that actually works well because of the message. But I think it really rocks with this band. I it's think a, it, it a, translated very well. It's a good song and it deserves to be heard. But you know, like you said, Snookaroo is way up the top of my list. So, um, <laughs> yeah. Songs that I that I would love for Ringo to do live, and certain songs you could hear that would work well live. In fact, there are songs in recent years, and certainly during uh, you know the Mark Hudson period, that he performed mm -hmm. live with the Roundheads that mm -hmm. worked very well live. And I'd love to hear songs like those, like yeah, "What in the World" or something like that. Yeah. One cut like that. Not just because I like the song, but there are some songs that you like that for some reason don't work that well live. For some reason, when he did Oh My My, which was only one tour, I believe. Yeah, right, did, right. I remember it that. It didn't work that well for some reason. I would have thought it would, but it did, I agree with you. Yeah. I, I kind of thought that myself. Um, and I, why that is, I, you know, I don't know. <laughs> but uh, I, I was thinking this is going to be good when I heard through the grapevine that he was doing that that, that time. Yeah. yeah. I said, oh. But I was I was grateful to be able to say that, that at least I saw him do it though, but uh, can't have everything. Yeah. Have One thing I wanted to say about the show at Bethel, which was a tremendous show, there's no doubt about it. And before Ringo and the All Stars played, they had two opening acts, and they were Blood, Sweat, and Tears, who performed at the original Woodstock. Although I don't think there's any original member left in this lineup of Blood, Sweat, and Tears. And also um, Edgar Winter was there. And Johnny Winter, his brother, played at the original Woodstock, Woodstock and Edgar played with him. Mm. So you had two acts that represented Woodstock 50 years ago. I'm kind of surprised that Ringo didn't play up the whole Woodstock 50th anniversary. But he did introduce Greg Raleigh, 
since Greg was in Santana, who played at Woodstock 50 years ago, and he said, Greg was here the last time. Oh. <laughs> he never said 50 years ago. It's the last time because that was the last, you know, concert there. But um, And it was nice. It was very touching when Greg did his first song. He said, 50 years ago, I played up there because <laughs> it wasn't on the exact same grounds. It was close by. Yeah. where the stage was, but it was an amazing show. There's no doubt about it. And um, it was a very emotional thing for me to be there because I've never been to Bethel before. And, um, you know, going to the museum, which I highly recommend anyone, if you, if you want to learn a lot about rock history, if you're curious about Woodstock, so many people watching this show are too young <laughs> at the time, you want to learn more about it, go to that museum. It's extremely well done. I get choked up <laughs> thinking about that museum wow. because of what I experienced going there. It's, it's a lot more than just the music of Woodstock. It's all about the 60s and everything that went on during the 60s. And uh, they even have an in-memoriam segment that they have on a TV screen of every single uh, performer and people who were involved with Woodstock who passed away all in chronological order. Wow. You know, it's very well done. And uh, just to be there at that site was really something. In fact, there were some fans there that were there 50 years ago. And wow. It was nice to see them. Absolutely. But uh, when I watch Woodstock footage now, because I saw so much of it in the museum, I just feel like I want to jump right into the film and be with those people. <laughs> when you consider yeah. what they went through, I know it's all romanticized now, but it was such a tremendous moment in rock history. Yeah. And just knowing that I was there at that site and uh, it was really something. We're having trouble getting Kit back on the show, as oh you my. may have noticed. So we're going to hope that she joins us uh, fairly soon. Oh, I, I, Kit just disappeared for me. She was she was here. Okay, my bad. She was. <laughs> I'm actually, I oh, okay. now. Am I back? Yeah, you're back. <laughs> okay, you. that's weird. Yeah, I kept trying to talk, and I'm like, why is everyone talking over me? <laughs> oh, uh, I, just, I just saw a black screen where you normally were. That's uh, weird. Okay. I'm sorry. Oh, no, that's okay. No, I, I, It's I, magic. I, all right, I'm I'm back. Um, And uh, I well, just want to mention some people have uh, been mentioning songs they'd like to hear. Uh, perform live, uh, Ringo perform live. Uh, oh my my, would love to see Willie Nelson uh, join him on stage to sing "Right One for Me." Uh, Dead giveaway, uh, oh, oh, love, yeah. <laughs> and give more love. I think those are the ones. Um, oh, here's another one. Okay, uh, let's see. Uh, one song I'd love Ringo to do live is uh, "Old Time We Lovin'" from the Bad Boy album. I hard times, that hard times. Hard times work well, especially in the Ringo uh, TV the, the Agarettes TV special. Yep. Mm. Yeah, very I, nice. Yeah, some deep, deep cuts. How about Speed of Sound? I always That's one song that I always wondered why he didn't do that when, when the album was out. Oh, Joe, Joe, listen to me. Listen to this. <laughs> <laughs> Give More Love. First song is called We're on the Road Again. The Road Again. <laughs> it's written with Steve Lukather. Who's in the band? Yeah. Hello. It's a natural. <laughs> and it, it's, it's a, a natural. great rocker. Why? Do, why doesn't he do that? I don't understand it. You know. Mm -hmm. But um, at the very beginning of the tour uh, last year, he was performing "Give More Love." It was right. only a few shows, and then he dropped it. 
Huh. Amazing. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, all right. We need to uh, move on to the next part of our discussion, which is uh, what members or, or lineups, however you want to uh, uh, phrase it, do you think were the best um, with uh, uh, for Ringo and the All Stars? And I'll I'll just kick it off and and say. And and I fully admit this is kind of a sentimental favorite. Well, partially sentimental because it's the first time I ever saw him live. It was the second All Star Band uh, nice. from '92, uh, and I mean it was a heck of a lineup. You had Randy Bachman, Mark Farner from Grand Funk Railroad, Billy Preston. That was I, I'm so glad I got to see him. Felix Cavallari, um, John Entwistle, uh, Zach. Uh, Starkey, of course, and Mark Rivera. So, I mean, it was it was a heck of a lineup. And I remember, for some reason, it really stuck out for me when Felix uh, Cavallari did uh, Groovem. Um, I, I, I think that was the third tour kit. Oh, was that the oh, third? Oh, ninety five. No, Bernie Cummings. Bernie Cummings. I saw it. The easy I, thing to remember is Burton Cummings from the Guess Who was in the second tour. Randy Bachman was in the third. Oh, okay. Uh, I'm sorry. No, so, I said the wrong thing. Okay. It was, it's yep, okay. I, for some reason, I I always kind of reverse their names. So yeah. sorry about that. I, I blather, but uh, yeah, yep. Someone else said '95 tour. So sorry about that. No, it was it was the earlier tour, uh, okay. and it was really. Um, I remember Felix. As I said, Felix Cavalieri was fantastic. Um, of course, Billy Preston. What what can you say? You know, it it really was. Um, a special, you know, a special lineup, and and just you know all these legends mm. uh, at one show, and and just uh, you know just uh, just a, an amazing. So that was one of my favorite lineups because it was just just so many heavy hitters there, and then well, and to see John Entwistle, are you serious? I mean, <laughs> you know, I, you yeah, know, only yeah. one of the best rock basses of all time. I mean, you know, and seeing him do Boris the Spider, and I mean, you know, so yes. that okay. yeah, that's always going to be my my absolute favorite. So hmm. so that's mine. So uh, wow. so Joe, how wow. about you? Well, Kit. We're right on the same wavelength. My favorite is 95, <laughs> and mm-hmm. that's uh, Randy Bachman, Felix Cavallari, John Entwistle, Mark Farner, Billy Preston, Mark Rivera, mm-hmm. Zach Starkey. Again, I believe he was there twice, right, in 95. Uh, 92 was also. Those are my two favorites, 95 and 92, uh, where, you know, Burton Cummings, uh, Dave Edmonds, Tim- Timmy Capello, Niels Lofgren, Todd Rundgren, Timothy B. Schmidt, Zach Starkey, <laughs> again, mm-hmm. and Joe Walsh. Mm-hmm. Uh, in 1992, uh, I went with my uh, now deceased friend, my best friend who passed away, unfortunately, in uh, 2010. But we had a great time going there. That's another reason why that's a special one for me. But the 95 and 92, I'm going back, backwards there, uh, are really my favorites. As, as I was looking at some of the lineups, I realized they were ones I would have liked to have seen. By my count, uh, I think I've seen Ringo this, this other night recently. It was my eighth time. I think it's been eight times. So I did miss a, a few in there. I think there's 13 lineups, if I counted them right. Uh, or thir- 13 shows, some of them the same. Oh, sorry uh, to interrupt, Joe. Oh, wait a minute. Oh, wow. 
Sorry to interrupt. Tom. Hey, everybody. Hey, Tom. How's it going? Doing great. How's the show? Yeah. Oh well, you know we still got some time. We're uh, we're officially in our sardine uh, can, so uh, we're all snuggled in. And uh, but uh, if you want me to, I can try to do a uh, uh, flip this phone around here and show you the the stage real quick. Okay, sure. All right. All right. So it's one of those stages that rotates. It's a it's a uh, you know oh, singular yeah. uh, theater, so it just rotates and none. Luckily, they don't, they don't have to get off the stage and rotate it like they did back in 1964. So, uh, <laughs> yeah. But uh, it's a really intimate seating. There really is no bad seat here. Uh, so it's only, I think, it uh, seats just under 3,000. So so it's pretty cool. That's cool. How's the crowd? Yeah. What's, what's the crowd? Yeah, they're, starting the- to, they're starting to fill in. I, the show is sold out. But uh, like I said, it's still like another hour away before a show starts. Oh, it's early yet. Yeah. 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 Right. So, yeah. I just want to make sure I get a shirt and all that stuff before uh, before they uh, run out. So, yep, so continue. Yep. Where were you guys at? <laughs> so we were just talking about our favorite all-star band lineups. Ah, gotcha. Well, I think I interrupted Joe, so go ahead and continue, yeah, Joe. No, well, it was good. Timing couldn't have been better, I don't think, because I had just really finished that 92 okay. and 95 when my, when my not in that order necessarily, 95 to 92, my two favorites, missed a lot of them. Uh, otherwise, I would have liked to have gone to a bunch of them uh, that I missed. I would have liked to have seen Peter Frampton was that one was one of oh, them. Yeah. I missed that one. Yeah. Um, and some other people too that that I, that I didn't get to see. But yeah, uh, in the two thousands, I got back on track a little bit. I got to see. I'd go winter. I enjoyed seeing later on in, in the two thousands to see him do Frankenstein. So I grew up with that 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 song as a single. And uh, that's me. I'm 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 done. <laughs> what, about, what about you, Ken? Oh well, um, I've loved all the lineups, but by far and away, my favorite has always been the one from 2001, and that's the one that had Roger Hodgson, also Greg Lake, uh, Howard Jones, yeah. Sheila E, oh, yeah. uh, and Ian Hunter. And there was so much variety in that show. The fact that they went from a song like In the Court of the Crimson King to to The Glamorous Life by Sheila E., you know, that's what I'm talking about when I say certain bands might not make sense on paper. But when you see the show and you see how all the band members work so well together, and I love the mix of it. And Richard was getting into the 80s there with having Howard Jones, who's a favorite of mine. Roger Hodgson is one of my favorite singers in all of rock. He has a tremendous range. He can sing so high. I mean, just listen to the logical song, you know, and you'd know that just from his voice. And to hear the classic stuff from Greg Lake, like Lucky Man, um, it was just, it was an incredible show. Ian Hunter is always great. Just saw him recently, as a matter of fact. Um, I just love that lineup the most, but I'll take any one of those lineups. And, uh, there were three tours in particular where Jack Bruce was playing bass and yes. Peter Frampton was on one of those tours. That was a great jamming band. Gary Brooker was in two of the tours with uh, Jack Bruce. You know, you mentioned Edgar Winter. He's a joy to see. Anytime you see him in concert, he always does Frankenstein. He has to. And he jumps around to so many different instruments that he plays. And that's part of the fun of watching Edgar Winter. And um, I liked all of them. You know, and... Uh, 
I'm a big fan of Todd Rundgren, and uh, I love whenever he's a part of of the band because he brings the fun element to it. He's always dancing around the stage, clowning around, going behind Ringo's drum kit or behind Greg Raleigh or wh- whoever it is he's playing with. Um, but they've all been great. It's really hard to pinpoint, you know. But the one that stands out the most for me is has got to be that show in 2001. And I've, I've been to every single one of his tours, at least two shows each. <laughs> so uh, it's it's probably around 30 shows of his that I've seen. Jeez. Wow. There's, wow. There's, there's nothing like the beginning when it all started, when you had all those great musicians. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You know, two members of the band <laughs> in yeah. your band. That's but right. You really can't beat that lineup. That's phenomenal. Yeah. 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 Tom, the, how The 89 you? one, the first one in 89 was really terrific, uh, despite right. the ponytail. well the first time i didn't get to see him i think it was 97 with um the gary booker jack bruce and todd rungren um and i believe it was um the drummer from uh free was there as well i believe if i'm i'm a kirk yeah so that was the first time i got to see him live and then the second time was three years ago here in phoenix uh, and that was with, you know, the band that had been together for, what, four or five tours. So it was really cool to see Todd Rundgren. And I was working that show, so I got to meet everybody um, in the, where we were feeding them. So that was really cool to be, you know, seven feet away from Ringo Starr was just like, uh, you know, whole crap. I don't hope I don't, you know, be <laughs> myself moments, you know. So that was really exciting, and then now here I am today. But, uh, yeah. but yeah, I really love that lineup with, with Jack Bruce and Todd and, um, you know, Gary Booker and just doing, you know, Whiter Shade of Pale. It's just, it's just an amazing song, and then to finally hear that song live, you know, it was just an amazing moment. Wow. Could I just well, say one thing? Mm-hmm. Um, I loved when Eric Carmen was in the band. And I know there's a lot of Beatle fans who who are Raspberry fans or they followed Eric Carmen's solo career. It was great to see him because I've never seen him outside of there was a Raspberry's reunion actually twice about 10 years ago. I've never seen him solo. So it was a thrill for me to see Eric Carmen, whose voice was phenomenal and to do all by myself and go all the way and. Yeah. You know, I just I wish he'd come back. <laughs> I I see him absolutely. Yeah. So in our in our last uh, segment here, we um, need to talk about, um, and we have a lot of uh, people who've already weighed in on this, and we invite all of you watching now to to keep it going. Um, who would you like to see uh, in future? all-star band tours we've established that Ringo is in such great shape that uh that you know hopefully there will be more you know many more to come right. um but uh but for the time being let's uh let's think about it. now these are artists that um not only can they sing but they uh are also you know instrumentalists of some kind i mean true true right go prefers so just just to have some rules here so uh <laughs> yes <laughs> all right so uh, so joe who would you uh, nominate well let's see uh let's I have i have a bunch but uh, you know how about mike nesmith mickey dolan's 
I mean, one and one, not, not necessarily both of them at the same time, necessarily. But uh, Vicky Dolan's, I believe, plays the drums and... Mm-hmm. Guitar. Uh, guitar. Um, and, you know, I, I was thinking of a YouTube video. There's a video out there somewhere, an interview with Ringo, and somebody mentioned Mickey Dolan's. Did anybody ever see that clip? Uh, you, you know, as a possible future member, and he just goes, Mickey Dolan's! Like that. But I think he was having fun. I don't think he, he, don't think he was serious. It's somewhere you can see that. Because I'd always thought that. Now, I don't want to steal any of, you know, Kit's here, but the other day, she, Kit had a, a live stream, and I brought up Rico. Uh, I don't know how to say his name, Rico Kasich or Okasik yeah. from the Cars. It's, it's Okasik. Okasik. It's I, I, really Okasik. <laughs> that's, well, that's how he pronounces it. So okay, You say tomato, I say tomato. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I, I, look, I love... I love the cars. I want to throw a few out there. Um, I have a list, a whole bunch here. I don't want to take everybody's. Uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, uh, let me see here. Joan Jett. Now, I know somebody, maybe it was Kit, said Joan Jett the other yeah. day. But I had. I, I love Joan Jett. I really do. Uh, and I wonder how she would fit in there. The closest we ever got was she, she was inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame the same time Ringo was. And to see her, for me as a Joan Jett fan, to see her like on stage, when they're doing with a little help from my friends, it's kind of surreal <laughs> in a good way. Uh, but you know, she plays she plays guitar, and uh, my girlfriend threw in some suggestions too. But I don't, I'm not really sure uh, if, if they play an instrument like uh, she came up with Daryl Hall. Yes. Hall and Oates. Yeah, another nom- someone else nominate Daryl Hall. Yeah, you know, yeah. so that, that's what she's. Good. He okay. plays guitar and piano. So yeah. Oh, okay. There you go. Shows you how much I know. <laughs> and she said Tony Tennille, and I said, well, you know, we're trying to get some women in there. I said Tony Tennille. I, I don't know, but it's her choice, not mine. <laughs> well, all, That's a start. All, oh, yep, absolutely. All good nominees. Tom, how about uh, how about you? Uh, other than yeah. what we're going to see tonight. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I yeah, I followed that concept with you know artists that are very talented, you know, they can play multiple instruments as well and can sing, um, you know, multiple hits, and uh, you know, and I and I switched and I, um, you know, I, I uh, separated by uh, instruments. So rhythm guitar, you know, I also picked Joan Jett, which you know I know you and Bill King had a conversation about seeing more women in the uh, in the All Stars. So you know, she would be one I would like to have seen. Um, uh, also on rhythm guitar, his name is Matthew Sweet. He was a big pop, you know, you know, alt pop rocker back in the '90s. He's still going today, and he's a big Beatle. He's a big Beatle fanatic as well. Um, keyboards, uh, I think Steve Stevie uh, Stephen Winwood would be a cool member. I mean, he's got multiple songs that he could do, and you know, he's a really talented musician. Um, and then another woman, Christy McVie from Fleetwood Mac. I think she would make a, a great a great addition. Um, lead guitar, you know, I don't know the chances of ever seeing Eric Clapton in an all-star band, but, um, you know, the guy could play anything, probably do any song, any genre of music, so that would be cool to see him on lead guitar. Um, bass, you know, Rush is no longer a band, so it would be cool to see Giddy Lee, you know, doing going back out on tour, because he loves to go back, he loves touring. And then, um, has Timothy B. Schmidt's never been an all-star, has he? Yes, he has. Yeah, oh, yes. Oh, he has? Yes. Okay, I, didn't, I couldn't remember if he was or not. Second um, tour, I think. Okay. Yeah. And then on drums, um, you know, I was nominating uh, like either Mick Fleetwood. I think he would be fun on drums. 
And then uh, Stuart Copeland from the police. Uh, I think he would be, he'd be a good fun personality behind the drums, you know? And then, um, and then on saxophone, since Bob Seeker's done touring, Alto Reed, I think would be a great, uh, a great uh, pick for um, horns on, on the tour. Absolutely. All good picks. Tom, I have a question. (laughs) Yeah. Tom, you're you're mentioning someone like Stuart Copeland. You're you're thinking of uh, as a second drummer. Yes. To compliment Ringo, not someone to sing like police songs. Yeah. Okay. Right. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. All right, Ken. What have you got? I got too many. <laughs> All right, I'll, I'll read off the list. I'll try to, to do it as quickly as I can. But when it comes to women, there are three in particular that I automatically think of. Uh, Chrissy Hind is a natural. I mean, the Pretenders, such big Beatle fans. Uh, uh, certainly Chrissy is a big Beatle fan. She's been friends with Paul for so many years and with Linda. She would be a natural. Susanna Hoffs. Of course, from the Bengals, that's a natural. Either Anne or Nancy Wilson of Heart. Yes. I yep. mean, they're huge Beatle fans. They can play a, so many different instruments. Um, I would also mention for women, Christine McVie. I just think that she would fit in very nicely, yes. more so than other members of Fleetwood Mac for some reason. But um, I would, I could definitely see her on keyboards and doing a few of her songs, Fleetwood Mac and her solo hit. She had one hit on her own. Um, this is a pipe dream, <laughs> but I certainly would love to see Carol King. I mean, she is, sure. wow. she is wow. she's the greatest female pop songwriter to me. And uh, for so many of these people who are superstars and icons, they don't need to do this. It's more for the fun of it, and because they're they admire Ringo, and it would be an honor to be in a band with Ringo and with the other musicians that he picks. So I doubt Carol King would do it, but I would love to see Carol King. Um, as far as men, I would definitely love to see Glenn Tilbrook from Squeeze in the group. I mean, Squeeze is such a to me, Beatles influenced band, and there's so many great songs and pop songs that they've done through the years. And uh, they did have Paul Carrick in the in the band, even though he was only there temporarily when when uh, he did Tempted, Squeeze song when he was in the All Stars. Um, I'd love to see Glenn Tilbrook. I'd also love to see Neil Finn mm. from Crowded House. That's another band. Crowder House is one of those bands like Squeeze. To me, if you're a Beatle fan, it's like, how can you not like Crowded House <laughs> or, or Squeeze? So much of their stuff is very melodic, great harmonies they do in the band, and uh, Neil Finn, to me, would be a natural. Um, Daryl Hall, I got down there, Michael McDonald, I think. You know, he's a huge Beatle fan. He's a great keyboard player. Between his solo stuff, the Doobie Brothers, he, he could fit in very well. Uh, Denny Lane. I mean, how could you even question not have you know having Denny Lane in the band, sure. or for that matter, Joey Molland? You know, get the bad finger hits in there. Right. Um, how about Dave Grohl? Yeah. I oh mean, yeah, he, yeah. He, he could drum. He could play guitar. You got the Foo sure. Fighter stuff in there. You got Nirvana stuff. You can. Yeah. You know, for three songs, that would be easy to do. I do have yep. Mickey Dolan's in there too. Um, another pipe dream, but in a way, believe it or not, 
it wouldn't surprise me. Uh, uh, Billy Joel. No. Billy Joel, he's a massive Beatle fan. Yes. He's got the thing is someone like him is an icon just like Carol King. So many hit records. You know, he does his one gig a month at Madison Square Garden. But for a month to tour with Ringo, to play Beatles songs, to be with Ringo, to be with other people that he probably admires in the band, I think he'd get a big kick out of it. I'd love yeah, to see you know, Billy. That would, that would probably take the uh, the shows to more arena-sized uh, places, too, rather than these smaller theaters. It could. It could. Um, just a few other names I'm going to mention here. Uh, how would you guys feel about Joe Jackson? I was thinking about him today. That's really funny. I think he'd be great. I really I could, do. I could hear him doing uh, Stepping Out, his big hit. Is she really going out with him? Yeah. Yeah. You know, that would fit Something very well. Breaking us in two. Yeah. yeah, definitely. I think that would be a good uh, choice. How about Steve Miller? Yeah. Oh, I love great, Steve Miller, sure. Great guitar oh, yeah. player. So many well-known songs. He'd fit right in. How yeah. about... Tommy Shaw from yeah. Six. Uh, yep, I think somebody, somebody yeah, nominated okay. already. Yeah, we're, yeah. we're all thinking on the same uh, same. A lot, a lot of good nominations coming up here. A lot. Okay, exactly. I don't. Want, you know, um, I want to hear the ones you got, kid, because I got plenty more. I don't okay. want to, uh, you know, duplicate too much. Yeah, exactly. I'm. I was just thinking, like, I was thinking of more women on here. We mentioned the number already, but Bonnie Raitt, I think she'd be great. Yeah. Uh, you know, yeah. Head, she's an old guitar player. Um, uh, I kind of thought about Joss Stone, in, you know, because she did duet with him. And it, I wouldn't want them to do the song they duetted on. Cause that <laughs> who's your daddy? Yeah, who's your daddy? <laughs> that was a creepy song. But, uh, uh, but she's, she's if Scott Erickson is listening to this, Scott. I think it's a lot of fun, man. <laughs> <laughs> But she's a great singer. I mean, you know, I think she would do well as a as a team player. Um, uh, we talked about Chrissy Hine, Carol King, Cheryl Crow. Uh, yes, Cheryl yeah. Crow. She'd Cheryl be Crow. A natural. I mean, I think she would absolutely be a natural. Um, Melissa Etheridge. Sorry. Melissa Etheridge. Absolutely, she would work too. You know, I mean, all these people have their own hits. Joan Jett, we talked about Stevie Nicks, and someone else mentioned that in the comments. That was one. Although, does she play an instrument? I'm trying to. I'm, I'm, well, I think of it. I've seen her play Tambourine. piano. Yeah, Tambourine. Tambourine. Yeah. Tambourine, that's true. So she, okay, so she, and she has played uh, piano. Um, and then uh, also, I was thinking, um, you know, going to men now, um, Rick Nielsen and or Robin Zander from Chief Rick. Yes. Love, you know, love to hear that. You know, they've got the great hits, and they could play, you know, extremely well with anybody. Um, you know, really, really talented. Yeah, someone else just said, you know, who's your daddy Ringo's first track ever? Yeah. <laughs> uh. <laughs> yes, they would not do that duet. <laughs> I don't want to hear that. I just want to hear just her, you know. There's worse tracks than that by Ringo. I'm trying to I'm, trying to, I'm racking my brain to think of one, but I can't. Oh. No. I love oh. Rack My Brain. There. I see what you did there. Um, no, I love Rack My Brain. I love back Rack My Brain. Yep. <laughs> uh, I got to come up can with I, one. Come on. Can I just say, and I lost the name here. Somebody mentioned um, Paul Weller. Oh, yeah. That would be, yes. that Paul would Weller be fantastic. Said, yeah. And um, 
Beetle Ed mentioned Elvis, Elvis Costello. Yeah. That's another name that I had on here on the list. Um, oh, Declan McManus. Oh, yes. Yes. <laughs> I always tease Matthew Smith about that. I say there's one Elvis, Matthew Smith. There's <laughs> Elvis and then there's Declan McManus. Uh, and, uh, oh, and thank you, Robbie uh, Strauss, for mentioning one I forgot to mention that was on my list, John Sebastian. I was thinking about him, too. Um, and someone else mentioned, and I apologize, it's, it's uh, I, I have to scroll down a lot, but Linda Carlisle. Oh, yeah. That's not does, bad. does Eric Burton... Eric Burden of the Animals, does he play an instrument at all? Most of the time I just see him sing. Yeah, because yeah, I, I, I'm thinking of him, but I don't know. I don't think he plays anything. Uh, can, can I just say, I, there's, there's an obvious one or two, but I'm not one of those fans that always feels I have to, let's try desperately to have any kind of Beatle-related reunion. But what about Sean Lennon? Is, is that like out of the realm of possibility? I would bet that Julian know. would be a better chance than Sean. Yeah, that's a good point. Julian, I'll take Julian. I'll take Julian. <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, he's you never like, know. Yeah, you never know. Yeah. That's true. Certainly so, would make an interest, interesting tour. That's for sure. Yeah. <laughs> All right, you guys. I gotta go. Okay, I'll talk to you guys uh, next show. Okay. okay. Enjoy. Enjoy. I'm a little Enjoy noisy, so I can't hear. All right. Enjoy the show. All right. Bye. All right. Tom. Take care, you guys. Thanks, Tom. Bye. Thanks, Tom. Bye. Yep. Um, yeah, um, oh, I'm so glad he was able to, uh, to come in there. Uh, let me, while we're naming some more names, let me see if I can do this. Okay. Here are some of the suggestions that our, uh, viewers, uh, and I think we've mentioned a lot of these people already. Uh, but here are some more Christopher Cross, uh, mm-hmm. D. Snyder from Twisted Sister, uh, let's see. I'm just looking for ones that we haven't mentioned. Mike Panera from Blues Image and Iron Butterfly. Yeah. Uh, Mark Lindsay, Paul Revere and the Raiders. Um, Graham Russell and Russell Hitchcock from Air Supply. Uh, Martin Barr from Jethro Tull. And then a number of these others we've, we've already mentioned, but, uh, but that's, that's one group. Um, you know, people really came up with some interesting, um, suggestions let me now bring up the next list we got so many (laughs) (laughs) so here's part two that um and i god i don't know if i can pronounce this agnetha um oh from abba from abba yeah (laughs) from abba uh let's see we've already mentioned a lot of these graham nash and somebody else mentioned graham nash in the comments graham Uh, that's an obvious one Yep, Jewel, which actually isn't Jewel. bad, you know, because she's more versatile than I gave her credit for initially. I heard her doing some other stuff, and and uh, this one I thought was an interesting choice as well. Uh, Bruce Hornsby. Yeah, that's a I very good that. choice. And and Brian uh, Brian Adams. Yeah, Brian um, uh, Adams. That yeah, that's a, nope. someone else mentioned yeah. that too in the comments. Yes, I saw yeah, that. Yeah, I could see that absolutely. So now, good, good choice. Yep. So all. But all, does Ringo have any of these people's phone numbers? He used to say, <laughs> oh. I remember he used to say, "Well, I just go in my phone book or something." In the beginning, he used to say, "And just go down the list and call people." Yep. <laughs> I also would like to know: Would Ringo go into '90s music? You know, how far up is he going to go? That's what yeah, I was at this point. Yeah. Yeah, and I think it'd be legit to go to '90s music now. I mean, we're almost 20 years removed from, you know, from it. So I think that'd be absolutely it would make sense. 
Mm. You know, absolutely. Alanis Morissette. Oh, yeah. I think, yep, that somebody well, mentioned that. She was on Vertical Man. Yeah. The album. Oh, that's true. And she, drift, she said, drift away. That's right. Yeah. Okay. So, right. Yeah. I can't see one of our one of our viewers um, thought of the Wings guys that were just at the fest, mm-hmm. but Denny Lane is the only one of those three that sang lead, really. Yeah, you know, I mean, Lawrence can sing, and he has sung on stage doing some of the Wings material, but you know, you could hear Denny Lane do "Go Now" and "Time to Hide" and probably "Say You Don't Mind," which was a a, a hit uh, in Europe. For mm-hmm. Colin Blundstone, you know, um, I could see Denny Lane doing it. Absolutely. I don't know about yeah. the others. Maybe, maybe like Steve Holly would be a second drummer kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, or, yeah. <laughs> we have a very funny Matthew Smith. I actually have uh, Boy George on my on my uh, my uh, list here, but don't know if he ever. I think he's just at the mic, right? He doesn't I'm sorry, play anything. Boy George. Boy George. Oh, boy George. Yeah. Yeah. Club. Yeah. yeah, I've never seen him play an instrument. Great voice, though. Absolutely. Yeah, Denny Sywell's another one. Would be a, like a second drummer. Yeah. You know? Yeah, he would. I mean, yeah, he's an incredible drummer. So, well, you know, if Ringo... Peter Cetera. Yeah, Peter Now, I think he was briefly part of an all-star band. and had Was to, he? Yeah, somebody no, else mentioned that. that. No, uh, he never yeah. was in the all-stars. You know, he might have been one of those people that joined the All-Stars on stage at the end of one of the shows, but he was never an All-Star. Oh, somebody wrote he was almost in the 92 lineup, but pulled out. Oh, oh, oh. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Okay. He came came close. So, uh, yeah. So, um, you know, I think, you know, Ringo, if you're watching or listening... Give us a call. We we have your your next all star band lineups. We we can plan them for years ahead. Wow. <laughs> yeah. There's so many so many great people that that could. Lots of names. Add. Lots of names. Lots here. of names. I believe and people, how many we came up with. Could I mention a few more? Just a few more. Sure. I got here. Um, how would you feel about? And he's more light rock. Uh, Stephen Bishop. Yeah, he's I can also, see that. I, uh, I love some of his stuff. Yeah. Me too. Oh, so do I. And I know he loves the Beatles. So um, I can see on. him. <laughs> yep. On and on. Save it for a rainy day. Yeah. Um, uh, what about, how would you feel about Kenny Loggins? I think he'd be great. I, I've, you know, I think he's really, and, you know, people want to make, because someone else made fun of me saying that Boy George is a good singer. Um, so I don't care. Make fun of me. I like Yacht Rock. What can I say? Um, <laughs> because really, uh, I I think Ken, Kenny Loggins is an incredible singer. Um, he is. And has, and has a number of, I mean, my God, too many hits to mention. So, mm. and he plays guitar. So sure. that would work. I could see that. I could see that happening. Um, yeah. Uh, the, who, whoever it was that mentioned Steve Winwood, was that you, Joe? Oh, that was that was a great. Oh, no, I, think was, I think it that, was, was Tom. That Tom. That was Tom. Tom. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And actually, someone wrote in with Ray Davies, which would be nice. I don't. Be, oh, I don't yeah. think he'd do it. Yeah, but, sure. Yeah, I know. But yeah. it's the kind of thing where if it's for a month, and most of Ringo's tours, every leg is like a month or mm-hmm. five weeks. Mm-hmm. You know. Why not do it just for the fun of it? Mm-hmm. You know, especially if you're not on tour right now or you don't have any immediate plans in the studio. Mm-hmm. Have some fun, make some good money, 
hang out with good friends, make some great music, and be with Ringo. <laughs> <You Every know? laughs> so many of these people have nothing to prove. Right. You know? So that's why I would see this, this happening, some of these people. I also mentioned, and I don't know if he's ever sung lead before, but what about Mike Campbell? Somebody else mentioned him, too. Did in they? The- Comments. I apologize. Yeah, it's yeah. down in the scrolling, but yes, yeah, some. No, I don't think that's weird. Absolutely. How about Peter Noon? That's all, but he doesn't. Pl- I don't think he but plays no, instruments, he's, right? He's strictly a singer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because uh, I mean, that's one of my fir- always one of my first uh, uh, on the wish list. But I, like you say, there's nothing for him to do otherwise because he's not going to play a guitar or anything. Yeah. That's there are a lot of people who are great frontmen singers who are yep. not known for playing anything else or, or just play basic guitar. Right. You know, Roger Daltrey is one of the greatest singers ever, mm. but, you know, he just mm, plays yeah. basic acoustic guitar when he's on stage, when, if, if he, whenever he does that. Mm-hmm. But um, Colin Blundstone is one of the greatest singers in rock to me, but he's strictly a singer. Right. So, yeah. so if you're talking to zombies... Yes, Rod Argent makes a lot more sense than Colin Blundstone. So, yeah. Yep, yeah. that's true. Well, there are so many uh, artists we could mention, and we could go on and on, and, th- and there are some wonderful suggestions here that we've been seeing. Thank you for submitting those, and, and keep the conversation going. Um, when you watch this on Facebook, on YouTube, um, and it'll be up, of course, anywhere that uh, your, your preferred podcast uh, listening platform, um, and uh, we definitely want to hear more uh more of your comments you've come up with some great people that you know i wouldn't have thought of and and i'm sure um others as well so uh thank you so much this was as we expected a jam-packed episode (laughs) but uh uh, it was it was a lot of fun so let's uh go through and and uh tell everybody where we can be found and everything so ken how about you start off you can reach me by email at everylittlething at att.net. Uh, my website is kenmichaelsradio.com. I do want to mention that uh, I interviewed a McCartney mm-hmm. a few weeks ago. It was Mike McCartney, Paul's brother, who was promoting the new McGear reissue. And that interview is in its entirety now on my website. And if you go to the homepage, there's a link to another page where you can hear the whole thing. Uh, Mike said to me, let it go as is. Don't edit a thing. So I honored his wishes. Cool. And so it's, it's, uh, it's, it's almost two hours of talk with Mike McCartney. Wow. Talking about the McGear album. Talking about the influence that his father was on him and Paul. Uh, his photography. Uh, his years in the scaffold. And the guy can talk. Trust me. <laughs> Sometimes I had a tough time getting a word in, but he was. But he's a joy to listen to, and uh, check it out on my website. I also just want to make mention of one other thing. Since we're talking about Ringo so much, the other podcast show that I do, Things We Said Today, we just did a show with a very interesting topic: mm-hmm. Ringo with Mark Hudson, Ringo after Mark Hudson. Mm. Which do you prefer? So that's our that latest was. show, which we probably should pick up on here at some point. Uh, yep, that may future. be a future, yeah, for sure. Yeah, we get uh, different perspectives from Alan Cozen and Darren DeVivo, the other co-hosts of the show on that. Do you like Ringo during the Mark Hudson years? Do you think those albums were among his best? 
Do you think he was better after Mark Hudson? How do you compare it all? So you can catch things we said today. It's on Podbean. It's on uh, YouTube. And it's also on iTunes, just like we are. Okay? And always on my website, KenMichaelsRadio.com. Look for all the interviews that are on there and Beatles trivia every week. You can win tremendous prizes on my website. Yep, absolutely. And, and it's easy to play. You know, really simple to enter, and and uh, though he has some challenging questions, don't get me wrong. But <laughs> I try to mix it up. I try to make one simple, and the next week, you know, something more challenging. Exactly. So, yeah. yeah, so mixes it up. All right, sounds good, Joe. How about you? Well, my YouTube channel, as always, is called Mean Mister Mayo, and uh, I do different kinds of videos, ranging from Beatles, solo Beatles, reviews. Starting to do more movies, which is not related to the Beatles, of course. But sometimes there are Beatles-related movies <laughs> right in there. Uh, and I'm going to be doing a video, uh, a topic. I don't know if I want to keep it as a surprise. It has to do with John Lennon. And I think it's a topic that might be good for this show at some point. And you'll see what it is. Hopefully, I'll get to it uh, within the next week or two. It's an interesting idea, I think. So mm-hmm. you can check it out. Sounds good. Well, I'm intrigued. that's wonderful uh well as always uh you can uh, catch me my website here kiddotool.com i'm also on facebook uh wednesday this coming wednesday is the return of deep beetles and uh i'll give you guys a heads up on you know a sneak preview of what it's going to be about i am going i'm writing about old brown shoe which was an interesting song to write about. Um, and, uh, so I'm not going to say much more. I, I'll uh, let you read. So that's Wednesday at Something Else Reviews. Uh, Deep Soul is coming up as well. I'm uh, writing a tribute to Jerry Lawson, who we lost last month. He was the lead singer of The Persuasions, one of the, the best um, acapella groups you'll ever hear. And they were incredible. Uh, so I'm uh, writing a tribute to him. Um, and, uh, and I'll have a bunch of reviews and all coming up uh, and another article for Co- Culture Sonar. So uh, as, as Ken was saying uh, before we went on the air, you know, we, we all keep busy and, and stay out of trouble. So <laughs> <laughs> this is the way I do it. Of course, you can um, email us um, at talkmoresolotalk at gmail.com. Uh, you can also find us on Twitter, uh, Talk More Talk One. Uh, and of course, you can find us on our Facebook page, Spread the Word. Um, we, we are glad. I see some people commenting here. Uh, we're glad you enjoy the show. We love doing it and we love bringing you guys into the conversation. Um, and uh, that's right. That's what it's about. And so, uh, you know, we're going to be back on the next episode. Um, among other things, we're, we're going to have to mark this is our one year anniversary. Which wow. I cannot believe we've been on for a year so we'll we'll have to we'll have to do something to uh, to mark the occasion so we'll uh, we'll see but thank you all for tuning in thank you all for your comments so for Ken and Joe this is Kit saying peace and love peace and love peace and, peace and love. love peace and love peace and love peace and love